This is a Soulfire production. Welcome to my channel. I'm your host, Christina. I'm an intuitive channel, 7D healer, business mentor, and manifestation expert. On this podcast, we discuss how to tap into your intuitive gifts, manifest the life you want, create a kick-ass business in flow, and take a holistic approach to health and wellness. Don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at ChristinaTheChannel and on my website, ChristinaTheChannel.com. Welcome back to the show. Today, I have a very special guest, my friend Emily Green, otherwise known as Emily the Medium. Emily is obviously a psychic medium and intuitive. And trust me when I say this woman is real deal. I have worked with a lot of healers and intuitives, and I won't lie, my standards are high because I'm also an intuitive. And Emily is incredible. I cannot recommend her enough. I connected with her in the last year through my friend Sam had told me about her and said she was so amazing and we should connect. And whenever I want to connect with other intuitives, I like to just book sessions with them. I knew my friend Kelly Tennant had great things to say about her as well. And Emily was joining Soulfire. So I thought I'll just book a session. So I did. And it was amazing. She was right on point, right on point. And honestly, just one of the kindest, most down to earth people. So I was really excited to have this conversation with her to talk about all of the psychic things, get a medium's perspective. I do a little bit of mediumship, but it's not the main thing for me. And I just always love to talk to other intuitives, hear their perspectives, learn from them. Both Emily and I help other people develop their psychic abilities as well. So I think that that allowed for some cool conversation. If you're interested in opening up your psychic abilities, this conversation will be interesting for you too. And I was pumped to talk to her about spirit babies, the new generation coming in. Really interesting stuff. We talk about boundaries, opening up as a psychic, what it's like connecting with loved ones who have passed, what we think about. 2020 and what's to come, all kinds of interesting topics. And if you want to connect with Emily further, you can find her on Instagram at Emily the Medium and on her website, emilythemedium.com. And before we jump in, I just want to remind you if you are interested in receiving healing or intuitive guidance from me, then check out my monthly healing circles. That is where I send the 7D Ahai healing in a small group setting. They are super powerful, amazing, magical sessions. That's once a month. And then the intuitive guidance circle, which is focused more around intuitive guidance, of course. So if you're interested more in the guidance over the healing, then check those out as well. I do one of each every month. And that is the best way to work with me other than the up-level membership where we talk about all things intuition, manifestation, brain rewiring, all the juicy stuff. I have hundreds of training videos, blog posts, and all of my channeled messages. So if you want all of the juicy channeled messages, they're right in the membership. Plus an incredible community of women who are on the same wavelength as you. So if you want to find your people, they are in the membership. You can learn more and sign up at christinathechannel.com slash membership. I would love to see you there. 
In the meantime, we will talk all about intuition today. So enjoy this conversation with Emily Green. Emily, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I am so excited to chat with you. Emily, the medium. Yes. I'm so happy to be here, Christina. I'm like, this is a surreal moment for me. I'm so excited to be on your show. And what's even cooler is, well, I don't know. You can like, we can't say the person's name, but I would love for you to share like how this came up ahead of time. Oh my gosh. It's cool. It's like, I've dreamed of this moment, getting to tell this story on your podcast. Um, So earlier this year at the, at the start of 2020, I was working with a client and uh, at the beginning, I, I asked her, I was like, oh, well, how did you hear about me? How did you get connected with me? How did you hear about my work? And she said, oh, I heard you on Christina Rice's podcast, Wellness Realness. And I was like, hmm, interesting. I have never been on that podcast. You know, like, that's, that's cool. Like, I was like, huh, kind of like how, anyways, so I kind of brushed it off. Um, and, and now I was laughing about it because it's kind of like she was projecting, you know, forward into the moment. Because I, I, I mean, I was, I was. I was aware of your work. I was aware of your show. Um, but, but, you know, she, she kind of projected forward into, into the future to, yeah. to, to this moment. So hi, if you're listening <laughs> now, I'm here. <laughs> I'm so, I love that story. I'm like, that was either, I don't know, that's time hopping. That's a Mandela effect. I don't know what's going on, but <laughs> there right. we are. So right. cool. We're and here she now. was like adamant that she yeah. heard you. Yeah. yeah. So cool. she was like, yeah, you were, you, I was like, I've never been on that podcast. She was like, no, no, I, I listened to your episode. I'm like, what? <laughs> anyway, so I just kind of left it after that because I just couldn't figure it out. And then, um, and then we, you know, we got connected about yeah. six months later and it all makes sense now. Totally Mandela effect, time hopping. It's something of that nature. So cool. I mean, you should have asked her what we talked about. <laughs> yeah. Now we could compare it. Be like, okay, do we talk about the same things? Oh, that's yeah. funny. I should, I should reconnect with her. I haven't heard from her since then, but that would be very interesting. Maybe she'll hear this, the same conversation twice. I mean, to to be honest, like this year, I wouldn't be surprised all of the, all of the, the, the glitches in the matrix that are happening. I, I wouldn't either. It's been, it's been big, but I, I want to go back and, you know, I feel like in podcasting, the question you don't ask people is how you got started into it. But with people who are psychics, mediums, like, I think it's really interesting for me, selfishly and the listeners to understand how things opened up for you. Have you always been you know, interested in mediumship or how did that evolve for you? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's a great question. I I love to talk about this, this kind of my story and how I came here because I think it's, it's important and it gives context for people who, you know, different aspects or areas of where they're at in their own kind of maybe understanding their own abilities or waking up to their own kind of um, abilities here. So yeah, I was always a very extra sensitive child, like like too sensitive, hypersensitive, um, probably like to the point where my parents were like, you know, like, wow, like we, we were almost didn't want to have a second child after, after you came onto the planet because it was a lot, which I forgive them for now. It's all good. Um, but, (laughs) but I was, I was super hypersensitive, you know, always just like very perceptive of, dynamics of what was going on around me, if there was tension in a conversation, a daycare, you know, all these things. Like it was just very, um, very, very hyper kind of, I was very hypersensitive. 
and um, always had a lot of issues um, and very, very scared of the dark and very scared of sleeping alone and all these things because, you know, I was having so many extrasensory experiences as a super young kid and just didn't know how to process them. And, you know, being kind of told that 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 wasn't correct, it wasn't real, it wasn't actually happening. So it kind of led me to start to question my reality and my experience, which I really had to unpack later in life um, about questioning the experiences that I was having. And, you know, are they real? Is it not? Is it an illusion? Is it a delusion? You know, kind of that sort of thing. So, so anyway, you know, I kind of shut that down for a, a pretty, pretty big portion of my life. Um, where I kind of started to repress that natural kind of psychic sensitivity and that natural um, awareness. I I really sort of like shoved it in a box and didn't look at it again for 10 years. Um, And when I graduated high school, I kind of had like a crossroads moment where I knew that I didn't want to go to school. I knew that college university wasn't the thing for me. Um, I just had had a feeling that it was supposed to go in another direction for me, but you know, I, um, kind of, everybody else was doing it. And, um, and so I sort of was just like, I guess this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Cause I don't really know what else I'm going to do. You know, I have no idea where I'm going. And so I went to school, did the whole thing, got a degree in a, in a, in a field that is completely obsolete, obsolete to my life now. What was you know? it? Um, I worked in the optometry field. I worked, um, yeah. So <laughs> that's yeah. actually interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, Seeing. I soul, yes, exactly. <laughs> seeing. Exactly. Well, and it's funny because I always had really from from a very young age, I had a horrible, horrible vision, like physical vision, um, you know, like like very bad. And so I always just joke like my third eye was always a little stronger than my, my physical vision. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, anyways. So, yeah, so a completely kind of irrelevant field to what I'm doing now. Um, I worked in that field for a while. And it kind of really, you know, I started to a couple of years into that, I started to just, I mean, I was very unhappy and um, unfulfilled and not excited and not feeling joy in my day to day and uh, just bored. I was bored. And so I, and as a generator, I think you're a generator too. Yeah. 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 It's classic. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Bored and, and just not using my energy properly. And so I, as one does, went to go see a medium. Um, it was actually my first time mm-hmm. going going at that time um, when I went. And, you know, I sat down and the first thing she said to me was, like, she was basically like, why are you even here? You know, like, this is what you're supposed to be doing. You don't need me. You know, what are, what are you doing here? Kind of thing. And I was like, what is this woman talking about? Um, just, just <laughs> I, I, I was like, what? what? What does she mean? Um, anyway, but, you know, she sort of planted the seed that day and said, if you ever decide that you want to develop your own abilities, you know, I'm here, I can be your mentor, I can be your teacher, I can be your guide. And she was locally for me at that time. And, and so, you know, I kind of went home that day and I was like, what is this woman talking about? But then I chewed on it some more and I kind of cross-referenced it with some of my childhood experiences. And it was sort of like the puzzle pieces of my life all came together in front of me in this perfect visual all at once. Like it was like everything truly clicked into place. And I had the, I was like, all right, this is what I'm doing now. Um, And so I went into development. I worked with that mentor for a while and, uh, and it got to the point where she actually taught me everything she could teach me. And I moved, I moved on from her and there was kind of a weird energy dynamic thing there too, or basically she kind of started to, to, to feel that she was teaching me everything that she could teach me. And she kind of started to try and Mm -hmm. drag me back a little bit. 
anyways, it was a good lesson for me as a teacher of, you know, what not to do um, and, and what to be aware of. Anyways, so so I went into development with her for a while and, and then I decided to start my business. I've been reading as a professional psychic medium for um, about four years, almost five. Uh, so so I started my business. And when I started my business, I was definitely still a little freaked out about fully owning that I was a medium and a psychic medium. So, you know, classic as well. So I just started doing energy healing and body mapping. And that's sort of how I got into this world, into my kind of my in, how I jumped in. And what would happen is, you know, and I was in development and I was kind of like I was before when I was working with this mentor and I was, you know, having having experiences with spirit and things like that. But nothing really ever blew my mind. Um, you know, it was like, OK, I think this is happening for me, but it was sort of still anyways. And so what happened is when I started, when I really committed to 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 this work that I was going to be doing. Um, that's when the crazy, like all of the crazy, crazy kind of yeah. amazing experiences started to happen. And I think it's also interesting because it was kind of like when I moved on from that mentor and I really sort of let myself, um, trust my own experience and trust, trust that there was actually something happening for me here and started working with clients. And I would just start to have, you know, to be doing energy healing and I would start to have information come through, um, in, in the energy healing work. And, you know, it was, it was all relevant to either what the person was kind of working through or something that was important for them or a loved one that, that was there for them and things like this. So that would kind of, that started happening very consistently to the point where, it would be so much information that I was barely doing any energy healing. I was like, Oh shit. I didn't even, um, I didn't even like do any work on you because we were just so in the information. So anyways, um, that sort of progressed from there. And I moved away from the energy healing and moved away from the energy work and, and kind of started to focus solely on mediumship, um, and connecting to, to, to spirit. And then that kind of started to transition into another cool thing that I do, which is connecting with, the souls of, of people's, uh, the children that people are, are, are going to have. So, so sort of spirit baby works. So I started working with that. Um, and then really kind of where I'm at now is I've sort of fallen into a blend of both of those things, um, psychic development work, mediumship development work, teaching for other people, really kind of empowering people to the, to the, um, to their own abilities mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, connecting with, with people's guides on their behalf and, and channeling information through in that way. So that's kind of where I, I, f- I fell there, but, you know, I, I'm definitely watering it down a little bit because there was lots of, and I think this is important to mention too, is like, I wasn't always as confident as I am now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was, there was a lot of times where I was like, okay, I can't, you know, I'm not doing this. This is like, I'm not, am I even anything? What, who am I? You know, like just really questioning my identity in this path. But, um, but uh, yeah, that's, so that's sort of where I'm at long form. Yeah. Okay. I have so many questions and I feel like I had such a similar experience with the energy healing because I got into this with Ricky and I thought that everybody who gave Ricky also gave all the psychic information. I didn't realize that not everyone did. And then I got so overwhelmed because my sessions, I would be sending the energy and trying yeah. to focus on that, which I think people who don't do it don't realize like that takes mm-hmm. a lot of energy and focus and attention. And I would be doing that while getting all this other information and I would just be wiped. Oh, and yeah. afterward, I'd try and Voxer a client and I'm like, I just gave you like a 30 minute session with information yeah. afterward. But it's interesting. And I think that's important to bring up because I think a lot of people don't realize that 
just because you send energy healing doesn't mean you're going to get intuitive information. It took me so long to realize that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I kind of, I want to start, I want to go back from the beginning because I have quite a few things. That was so great. First of all, when you talk about this site, I'm actually curious, have you seen that with other people too? Because my, it's very odd. My Mm -hmm. vision is really good, but then I go through phases where everything is blurry and I have horrible vision. Yes. Yeah. So when I, when I asked about that, cause I, I was curious about that too. I asked my guys, I was like, what's that all about? Like, why, what is the whole connection between the, the, the physical vision and the clarity of our physical sight and, 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 you know, sort of more psychic vision. And basically what they said is like, well, if more energy is like running to your third eye, then not as much is able to kind of um, that's for you to use through your physical vision. Yeah. So it's like, I would have the same thing where my vision would get like a little bit worse here and there. And it was because there was more energy being directed, um, to to sort of more the psychic site. Yeah. Yeah. I had, I'd never even thought of that until you just brought this up. And now they're like saying, they're saying, well, when things get fuzzy down here, look up here. And I'm like, that makes so much sense. Right. (laughs) I know. I was like, wow. Yeah. That's why. Oh, brilliant. It makes so much sense. Yeah. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. That's okay. I'm I'm glad I brought, I'm glad you brought that up because I wouldn't have connected that. So thanks for that message. Yes. And I'm curious as all this was developing for you, how did this affect any relationships in your life? Were people in your life very interested in this? Like, how did you explain it to people? I want to hear more about that because I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with. Oh my gosh, absolutely. It's huge. It's a huge, a huge struggle point. So for me, you know, I'm trying to, th- I'm trying to think back. It's, it's, it's sort of a, honestly, like I have to actually like consciously think about these things because it's like a different lifetime. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So at the time, everyone was really, you know, my, my partner at the time, who's my now husband, um, that was the biggest one, but he's, he's, and he was the one who was in on all of my development process. I'm going to the psychic development class and this and that. And, you know, he was always very, it's probably why I'm, you know, I'm with, why I'm with him, but, um, but he was always very solid. He was just like, I have no idea about anything that you're talking about, but you are very happy and you, you know, you are very excited by this. So I support you 100% and I'm going to, I'm going to kind of take steps to understand it along the way as, as, as I'm, you know, as you're working through it. So he was amazing an amazing kind of support system. That's the positive experience that I have. Um, not all of it was positive, but yeah, you know, I, I lost a, a lot of friends, um, a lot of friends. And, and, and it's interesting, too, because the people who I didn't uh, directly lose, you know, who were kind of still in my orbit, um, I could tell I could feel them sort of like psychically watching what I was doing mm-hmm. and sort of almost very like, what is she like? What is she talking about? This woman is is crazy. Right. But it wasn't that wasn't direct. That was I could psychically feel them you know, observing me. So that was tough. Um, and, and, you know, but, and so there's, there was like a couple of some of those tough experiences where people just totally didn't understand and they sort of fell off or they tried to understand for a little bit, but then they just kind of gave up. Um, and, and I, to be honest, I didn't put a lot of effort or energy into those relationships because I was kind of like, this is, this is me. This is who I am. This is, this is, the, this is a part of, of what I'm here to do. And if you can like get on board on my, you know, on this train, then amazing. If you cannot, then that is fine. Um, and, and so I've, I've, I've had a lot of kind of turnover in my personal interpersonal relationships, especially friends because of that. So, um, and then there was, you know, that, and then on the other side of that, there was people who were just very curious, um, who were in my, you know, in my kind of orbit and my friend circle and, 
they would kind of, you know, be curious to the point of like, can I have a reading? You know, like, can you read me, you know, like this kind of thing. And some of them are very respectful and, you know, respected my time and energy and some of them didn't. So I've had kind of like the full sampling of the experience of like very positive interactions and experiences, not so positive. And then also kind of, um, and like, an energy of sometimes, you know, I could tell people were, were, were looking to exploit um, my time, energy and attention at the same time. I've had it all. I think we've all been there. I think what's hard for me is I don't actually, like, I don't actually with my heart understand why it's a thing that people lose friends over. Like, I actually don't understand that. I, I understand that it happens, but I can't comprehend it because I have many friends who work for companies that I don't, I don't agree with the ethics behind them, for example, or like I have all kinds of friends who have jobs that I don't necessarily like or support or get. And I don't not be friends. I'm not not friends with them because I don't support their job or understand their jobs. So I think for me, it's very like, I actually just don't understand it with my heart. Like the kind of person that uh, is like, Oh, I can't do this anymore. But I definitely have felt that too. Like the, the psychic watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very not fun. interesting. <laughs> and I think this overlaps with religion too, for some people. Did you grow up spiritual or religious? Yeah, actually. Yes. I, I grew up in um, my family. I was raised Roman Catholic in that um, sort of religious structure. I went to church, you know, every Sunday, the whole shebang. And I remember there was this one time I was at church when I was younger and I don't know, I think it was maybe 10 or 11 or something around there. And the, the sermon, like the, the whole, the whole subject of the, of the, 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 the I don't even remember what all of the religious terminology, that's hilarious, talk. whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know the, the, the church thing. The um, sermon, I think, right? The sermon. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Um, was basically how, uh, reaching, you know, to going to a medium or a psychic was like the most evil, disgusting thing you could ever do. And I remember receiving that information at the time and just being like, okay, that's not correct. You know, and just being very deeply confused by that messaging that was being, that was being kind of pushed. And basically it was like, you, you know, can only access God through, through the church or through your priest, or you can only access a connection through these specific channels. And I just remember thinking, well, that doesn't make sense. You know, that's not very empowering. That's not a very empowering conversation. That's a little suspicious. Right. You can only access God through me, the priest of your church. You know, what, what are are you talking about? And, And I had that awareness at that age, like that's not correct. And so for me personally, the religious, um, kind of de- I know for a lot of people, there is a lot of religious conditioning. Um, even though I was kind of raised in that environment, I was able to decondition from that sort of dogmatic, those dogmatic beliefs very quickly and very easily. Um, so it didn't affect me that much, but I do know that it is a big thing for a lot of people. Like, even when they're coming to me, I have so many people saying like, or I've had, I don't have as, as much anymore, which is great, but I used to get this a lot where people are like, is it, am I going to hell if I come to talk to you? I'm like, oh. you know, wow. wow. Yeah. Wow. How do you respond to that? 
Well, I, you know, I just said like it, that the fact that you're curious about this mm-hmm. and you have a draw to this, but you're kind of battling yourself and you're asking me, am I going to go to hell for this? You know, am I going to be, be kind of, um, you know, shamed for this or is this wrong of me to do? Is there something in you that's going, I want to do this. And I feel that this is a right, you know, kind of move for me, but then my, my religious conditioning is, is making me kind of question the decision. So mm-hmm. I just sort of had them like take a step back and look at it from a different perspective with some people it worked um some people who came to me with questions like those it was they 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 were open to it and they tried it and you know they had a reading or they had a session or whatever and they were like how could this be evil like, right like how could this be wrong like yeah. this doesn't make sense and they kind of like got it you know they're like oh wait no and then on the other hand you know some people who who decided that that um they were still too that just they still didn't want to kind of go through with it or move move forward with it so i know it's a it's a it's a really big thing i just personally didn't i, I was able to kind of like shake that off very yeah. easily which i'm grateful for um because you know it can be a really big barrier to to opening up to higher levels of connection yeah i get that i've gotten that question a lot recently i have a podcast that's It'll, it'll be up by the time this is out uh, about it with one of my clients who was like grew up in the church and she's very into spirituality. And it is that, that awareness of, let me take a step back and like, where did this belief come from? Mm-hmm. Right. Does it actually resonate with me? And I think, I mean, this is a different conversation. And, and sometimes when people ask me questions like this, I'm like, I'm not your, your moral compass. Like I can't be that person. It's not up to me to decide for you what you want to do. You know, that's you like, that's true. That truly is you. And with certain things, I just, that with certain things, I think in the back of my head, I'm like, Oh, so you don't have sex before marriage either. You've never taken birth control, right? Like there are all these different things. Do you really follow every single rule that's in the Bible like that? You know, because there's a lot that, and and then there's the whole aspect of guess what guys, Jesus was psychic. (laughs) Guess what? (laughs) hate to drop the ball, but like Jesus is psychic, you know? So I, I just, I just, yeah, I think that, you know, we just, we stick to these beliefs that we heard and then Mm -hmm. it's like, but where did that, where did that actually come from? I just heard it when I was young and have I actually gone deeper into it and decided Mm -hmm. as an adult with more awareness, does this resonate with me? And if it still does after you actually do some digging, great. But if it doesn't resonate with you after you did some digging, then maybe that's a great opportunity to, you know, switch, move your beliefs around. So you actually do feel resonance. Absolutely. I, I love that. And that's, and that's kind of, I think that's such a, an empowering conversation is like taking beliefs or narratives that we are being given. I think this is even relevant, you know, in, in, even outside yeah. of this conversation and like why do i think this is true like who told me that this was the this was the truth and you know why why am i do i still subscribe to that is that still right so i i think i've always been able to do that pretty well but 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 it's but it's like it's not something that we think that we can do you know it's like oh i can question my belief or not maybe they're not even my beliefs i can question the beliefs that were sort of handed down to me and see if they you know, if they still sit or like you said, if they feel true, if they feel resonant. So, yeah. yeah. And if you're really that confident in them, then you shouldn't be afraid to question them or, exactly. or push them a little bit. <laughs> push the boundaries. Of yeah, them. absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, I've definitely come up against that. And I think a lot of people are just still trying to piece together, like, how does this fit in? 
And I think like for me, that's the answer. It's like, well, you have to decide for yourself and just explore what the beliefs are and why, why you believe them to be true. Like you said, with, with everything right now, because we hear one thing and we just stick to it without looking deeper. Absolutely. I really noticed that. I really noticed that, especially, you know, this year um, of like, here's the thing. And and it's like, it's crazy how people, people, you know, I think I see a lot of people doing this right now is they won't even check something against their own discernment. They'll just kind of mm-hmm. like take it and roll with it. And then it's like, you know, they're, they're however far down the line and they're, they're almost like enforcing something or talking about something or believing something that they didn't even check against their own discernment in the first place. Mm-hmm. New year, new you, but really what you need are new glasses. Not just any glasses, blue blocks specifically. These are the best blue blockers out there on the market. There are so many companies out there that are selling blue blockers that don't even block the full spectrum of blue and green light we need to block to get the health benefits. You'll notice a huge difference when you use blue blocks specifically. And this is one of the easiest ways to support your sleep, improve your mood, energy levels, productivity during the day. As an entrepreneur, who is on screens a lot, I need these. They are a must. And also to improve your overall health and help balance your hormones. If you have a weight loss goal this new year, like so many others, and also quarantine props, balancing your circadian rhythm is one of the best ways to support your body in natural fat loss. And what do you know? Wearing blue blocks is one of the most powerful ways to optimize your circadian rhythm. So what I do is I wear their clear blue light lenses during the day to filter out any blue light that might be causing any headaches or digital eye strain or migraines. You could also use a summer glow yellow lens if you want some color therapy to get those benefits as well as supporting you if you struggle with any type of anxiety or seasonal depression. And then in the evening when the sun goes down, the sleep plus red lenses are what you need. These will block out the spectrum of light that will disrupt your sleep. So you'll have much better, deeper sleep. You won't feel jet lagged in the morning. You'll actually feel like you got even more sleep and it really helps to reduce any anxiety and calm you down in the evening. And if you really want to be on top of your sleep game, check out the Remedy Sleep Mask, which is a 100% light blocking sleep mask. And it cups your eyes instead of rests on your face. It makes a huge difference. They have about 20 different frames to pick from. So you'll definitely find some that you like. I always get compliments on my blue blocks. And you can also send in your own frames if you want. And they have a custom made prescription service available for you as well. Personally, I love the Parker frames the crystal frames, and the Hudson frames. So if you don't already have a couple pairs of blue blocks, these are a must. Head to blueblocks.com to check out all of the options. That's spelled B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com. And if you use my code Christina, that will get you 15% off. So that's blueblocks.com and my code Christina, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A, will get you 15% off. And you'll be supporting their mission to give back because for every pair of glasses they sell, they donate a pair of reading glasses to someone in need. If you haven't gotten your blue blocks yet, now is the time. I feel really passionate about when it comes to uh, psychic abilities, mediumship, discernment and boundaries are two things that I talk about a lot that I just feel like are really missing from the conversation. And so many of my clients, people who come to me, they've never been trained in this, you know, and I have worked, I've some of my clients, I'm like, look, you, 
just because you see it doesn't mean it's literal, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you tell everybody everything um, that because timelines change all the time, right? There are so many reasons. I I would love to hear more about your kind of journey with discernment. And, and this will also wrap into like, how, how do you get information? How does that come through for you? And discerning like, you know, what is true? What is yep. metaphor? What is literal? I would love mm. for you to talk about that. Yeah, that's brilliant. That's a brilliant question. I think that's so important, especially I know you do you do psychic development work as well. And, and that's amazing. I think that's really where we're kind of headed as a as a planet, you know, mm-hmm. in the in the into the direction of empowering people to understand uh, their psychic perception, how it's unique to them, how to interpret it, how to decipher it, all that kind of good stuff. So I think it's it's so important. And and that's that's such a good question because um like you, you know, working with, you know, working with people in the development space and seeing how when they're first kind of getting psychic information that's hitting them, and it's almost sort of like not necessarily knowing for the, you know, the first couple of times you're running psychic information through your system, through your body, how, when you're having information come in, it's sort of like, you know, it's, you're learning how to interpret it, how to work with it, how to understand it, how to apply it. Um, and all these kinds of things. I think for me, I'm trying to think back just to, to my personal experience. I mean, I definitely, my thing was that how I, how I worked that out for myself is I practiced a lot and I, you know, I, a lot, a lot of practice working with different people. Hey, can I read for you? Can I feel this out for you? Can I, you know, work with this random stranger? I don't know. I did a lot of practice and that kind of allowed me to sort of in a, in a, in a, sort of an unpressurized environment to explore, like, this is what it feels like in my system when I'm receiving a piece of literal psychic information. Um, Meaning like, let's say I'm seeing, you know, a date and, you know, a date kind of uh, marked on a calendar. And that actually means that that date is a significant date for whatever reason, um, or you know what it feels like in my system when something is metaphorical, when there's a sign or a symbol. And I see this a lot with people I work with as well. Where okay, p- you know, people will be like reading energy on a photo, let's say of a, of a photo reading of someone who, that I'm providing for them, and they're like, okay, I see um, this person with a horse, and then the horse I feel symbolizes like X, Y, Z, you know, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, hold on, hold on, go back. Okay. Wait a second. Because, you know, as I'm observing you, well, actually the horse was, you know, this person had horses, right? You interpreted it as a symbolic thing where, well, horses to me represent like free spirit and, you know, freedom and running and all this stuff. But I'm like, but actually the horse was literal. It was a literal symbol for something that this person had right so you can see how like it's easy to just go on you know to kind of go in either direction and and like you said I think that's where discernment comes in um and, and learning like what how that information is 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 being communicated to you and how you're interpreting it are you rushing to interpret it because you're you know you're nervous and you want to get it right um are you actually checking okay hold on what is this what is this horse actually symbolize, oh, now I'm getting the feeling that this horse actually was, you know, a, 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 the, the family horse that they used to get around, whatever you understand. So it's like, I think, um, it's, I think it's, it's, it's good to 
what I recommend and what I have people do is practice a lot um, so that, and have somebody who can kind of check you as well. Like they can kind of be like, they can, and they're able to be honest with you. You know, I'm honest with people. I'm like, well, the reason you saw that horse is because of this, not actually because of this. So take that as learning and then, and, and, you know, and move on and then in the future, you'll try it again. And then that time you might be like, oh, hold on. That's actually, you know, that's, that's not metaphorical. That is literal. So it takes time. I think it takes time and it takes practice and it takes kind of having someone like checking your blind spots as well so that they can kind of make sure. Cause I think it's also important that, especially as, you know, as people who are waking up to, to, and we're having like a really great kind of psychic awakening of people coming online to their abilities is that these people are, are, are doing this work in integrity because there's a lot of people not doing this work in integrity and, and, you know, spreading false information under the guise of, you know, of encouragement and support and things like this. So I think uh, integrity is also such a, a big conversation and, and, you know, the purity of the information, is it being compromised? Is it biased? Is it, you know, I'm, my big thing is I always want to make sure I'm objective, as objective as possible. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a whole thing, but I think I just, to answer your question, I just practiced a lot mm -hmm. and I've got it wrong a lot too. That's what I had to do. I had to get it wrong a lot before I started getting it right. I had to be willing to be wrong and have the person correct me so that I could kind of go, oh, okay, got it. So that was incorrect. This is where I went wrong. And I would actually like track every time I got something wrong or I misinterpreted something, I would track it so that I could go back and sort of go, okay, I, I misinterpreted this symbol. This is actually what it meant. This is where I think I went wrong. And then I would try again and I would try again and I would try again. And that's sort of how I learned my personal kind of psychic discernment system. Mm -hmm. um, I hope that answers your question. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So you, so you're clairvoyant and then yeah. do you also, you're also clairsentient. Do you yes. hear too? I have clear audience has kind of come online in the last year or so where it's, mm -hmm. it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of, uh, it's coming online. So yeah, definitely clairvoyance is, is very, is, is my top. It always has been. It's very kind of primary for me. Clairsentience is sort of secondary. And then the other clairs, clear audience and clear cognizance, like kind of swap between a little in a little more, um, mm -hmm. a little more uh, less, less, less prominent than clairvoyance and, and clairsentience, but, um, but still there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I just like hearing how people get yes. it, but I'm glad you brought that up because I've talked about this a bit, um, around, I don't think people realize that there are people who are spiritual quote, who aren't necessarily, uh, sharing information of the highest is yeah. what I'll say. I think people like really need to be aware of that. And this also, also with mentors, right. And yeah. sometimes, sometimes from that angle, also other times, I know I experienced it as well of sort of outgrowing the mentor and then feeling like I was being put in a box or I've had a mentor where I felt like this person could tell I was becoming stronger than, than them. Mm -hmm. And I felt like they were trying to hold me back or they were getting jealous. And then when I left trying to leech onto me. Yeah. And I mean, how, how do you recommend people discern? Like who, who is somebody I can trust with that? Yeah. I had uh, almost the exact experience as you with, with mentors. Um, just that one, I've, I was lucky I only had that happen one time, but, mm -hmm. um, but I had a very similar experience, like, you know, and then leeching on and all this. Yeah. It's brutal. Um, I think how the, the best kind of discernment piece that I can use on that is like, 
I think there's a difference between people who you can tell are, <sighs> I mean, it's just so obvious to me. So I kind of almost like have to struggle yeah. to, to see, okay, how are people, how are people seeing this? It's so obvious. Like it's like clear as day. It's like they're advertising on their shirt. This is like, I am not in integrity, you know, it's like <laughs> so obvious, yeah. but, but I think when I was, when I, when I was first kind of testing that discernment um, piece, uh, I would kind of like pay attention to if I got like engaged by the information of the, of how the, what the person was saying, it was almost kind of like it had this draw where you wanted to like pay attention to what they were saying. And it was kind of, um, there was that appeal, but then once I got in and I was like paying attention and I was open and I was engaged with the energy, I would kind of have like a weird sensation or I, or I would sort of have like a, just an off kind of physical feeling. It was very clear sentience. So it was kind of almost like a creepy call crawly feeling, um, of just like, I don't know, you know, the, but, 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 but at, at the beginning, I didn't know how to interpret that. That was still foreign. That was still new psychic information. I didn't know how to go, Oh, that's my body saying, actually, this person is not picking from the highest, you know, the highest, um, available information or they're, you know, they're, they're very manipulative energetically or they're grandstanding or they're over, you know, they're embellishing their, their information or, or whatever it was. It was not as uh, always as obvious as it was, but I would just say like, spend time. Like I always say, just spend time kind of, I, I observe people before I work with them. You know, I kind of observe what people are doing. I observe their energy. I observe how they handle things. I observe how they speak about certain topics before I ever do anything, which, um, you know, takes, takes time obviously. Um, but even that's for more, maybe in, in people who I'm kind of like, huh, I still got to figure this person out. I have to figure, you know, I got to see kind of what's behind what they're talking about. And then, and other times, like I said, it's more, apparent. Um, but, but yeah, just say like, observe the energy of the person. Like, are they, um, do you get the entire time that you're consuming their information, a super expansive, you know, excited, joyful kind of energy in your system, or is it excited at first? And then you can kind of feel your energy shutting down, like just observing your own energetic reaction to, to the person and the information that they're sharing. Um, I think also just like, yeah, again, it's tough because I'm like having to remind myself how my, my process is it's just so it's, it's like so ingrained. Um, but I think just also, yeah, just listening and, and, and observing and, and paying attention. And if something feels off, like this is what I say, like if somebody feels off about a person, but it's not apparently like, immediately obvious what that thing might be, it, they, it probably is off. If it feels off, yeah. it's probably off. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or maybe even just off just for you. Too, yeah. You know? Yeah. I yeah. call it like the aftertaste. Like there are people where when I was first, I was like, I just have an aftertaste. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Or even as I'm thinking about this, I'm, I'm realizing I, I'll see like an aura around a situation. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I'm like, that's usually how I can tell if, I, if I'm really thinking about it. Yeah. But you know what it takes for people listening, you have to take numbers mm -hmm. and like popularity out of the equation. Yes. Don't let that sway you. <laughs> <laughs> big time. Oh yeah. There, I mean, there's been so many times where it's like somebody has a very big following, a big platform, a big kind of audience, a big community, but you know, the, the exactly like the, the, there's that aftertaste or mm -hmm. there's that kind of, you know, off putting reaction that you're having. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter how much, uh, exposure they have. Yeah. You know? yeah. Well, benefit of tapping into intuition is you can tune into that. Quick question. Did you know that you can get text messages from me? I am about to give you my number and all you have to do is send a text so that I have your number and then you will receive regular quick 
text messages from me with daily downloads from my guides, manifestation tips, and other little messages that will brighten your day. So if you want to text me, here is my number, 205-883-8280. You can opt out anytime, but I don't think you will want to. So again, that number is 205-883-8280. I am so excited to get your text. I wanted to ask you, because you help so many people develop their own gifts and you've been through it yourself. What do you find is, or maybe a top couple, like some of the most common blocks for people opening up? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. So I would say like top, the top or the most prominent, I mean, the first one is like fear of um, being wrong. That's huge. Mm. Fear of being wrong. What if I say this, or what if I perceive this, or what if I get this incorrectly? And then I look like an idiot um, or I look silly, or I'm, you know, I, I, I feel like I've messed up or things like that. Like fear of being wrong is so huge. Um, and I think it's just really like people, we aren't, we, we have to kind of build up the pathways to get comfortable trusting psychic information. Um, and it takes time to kind of build up like, oh yeah, that's psychic information and I can trust that. And that's, you know, it's safe to say that out loud or just kind of blurt that out. I think it really took me time. Like I would hesitate and hesitate and hesitate and hesitate before I actually just like blurted something out and said it. I would like, I would like, I don't know, that's not right. And I would fight with myself before I said, no, I don't know, Emily, don't say that. You know, that's crazy. Like, why are you going to say that out loud right now? That sounds ridiculous, right? But then I would eventually say it and the person would be like, oh my God, right? So then I sort of go, huh, okay, there's something to that. And I sort of started to test my fear of being wrong against just trying the information and seeing what happened. As long as, you know, again, like it was, it was pure. And I felt like I really kind of, I, I felt like it was true. Um, so fear of being wrong is a big one. Um, I think fear of opening up to something uh, negative or opening up to something scary, or like, what if I open up and I start, to, I lose control and I can't control my abilities and they're on all the time and I can never, you know, um, live a normal life or this kind of thing. I think that's a, that's a really big one, like kind of, you know, finding the balance between um, humanity and, and otherwise, I think people, people Mm -hmm. kind of get really freaked out about. And I think that also goes along with sort of like not wanting to be perceived as, um, strange or weird or crazy, you know, (laughs) that ship has sailed. (laughs) I know. Right. I'm like, fuck it. Um, right. Yeah, exactly. So there's that, there's that aspect of it. Um, I'm trying to think what else I think just like not having a, if, if, if someone doesn't have like kind of a basic foundation of self-trust and trusting themselves mm-hmm. fundamentally, whether that's like trusting themselves to make a decision in their world or make a call on something, they have a lot harder time kind of like trusting themselves and their own process psychically. Um, they're, so, but th- I mean, th- there's so many, like there's so many, and it's almost like I discover working with someone, I discover a new facet of kind of a block to developing intuition or psychic abilities every day. Like it- it's very interesting um, how much conditioning we have around our, our abilities and, and, and just how, you know, just how the world doesn't really want us to be, I mean, old world, new world is different, but how the world just doesn't want us to be psychically sovereign and aware and attuned to kind of, you know, things that are happening around us and higher information and, and things like that. So it's, um, it's, but I, I really feel like that's changing. Like I, I really do feel like people are 
shedding a lot of those blocks that maybe tripped them up or held them up for a long time, or maybe they're kind of newer to the conversation and they're just sort of like jumping right in and don't have any of those blocks and hesitations. It's interesting to watch. Like it's interesting to observe. I find that a lot of them are kind of melting away a little bit. And, and perhaps that's just because the way, the direction that the world is moving. Um, and, and it's sort of like, there's a, a, a deeper sense of confidence or acceptance almost. I'm not exactly sure what it is, but yeah, it's, uh, those are some big ones. I think, well, I'm biased to my community yeah. and the bubble I live in, you know, that's, that's my bias. So I can't really speak to people yeah. in other communities, but within my community, it's interesting because most of the people who are uh, most of my clients are more so afraid, afraid to turn off their gifts. Like they don't want to have boundaries. That is more of the issue. And then people who are kind of newer to, to my content, they're the ones who are like, I'm afraid that I'm going to like, they're afraid of it opening up and not having control. So it's a very interesting, a very interesting contrast Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I wonder why they, the powers that be might not want us to all tap into it. But I think that, you know, spirituality is becoming trendier, yeah, which makes people want to get in on it, yeah. you know, which a good way and a good thing in some ways, not yeah. so good. <laughs> yeah. People think it's a hobby. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, I'm actually curious what have, well, have you asked any of, uh, well, loved ones, what they think about everything going on right now. Like, what do they have to say about yeah. all the changing times? I know I've gotten that question so many times this year. It's so funny. I'm sure you have too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, I think I, um, when I'm usually where I go, when I'm communicating, if I'm looking for information on something collectively or within a community or, you know, the planet or things like that, I'll actually kind of bypass my, um, my own personal ancestors and I'll go to my guides because I find mm-hmm. that they're able to be you know, they're able to be a bit more objective. They got a bit of a, they've got a bit more of a, an inside, inside look at, at things. You know, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot. And it's like the amount of times that I've had the question asked this year, like, what the hell is happening? Emily, like, what is going on? Like, when is this going to end? You know, and I have, there's like varying people are having varying different experience with it. I work with lots of different people from lots of different backgrounds and places in the world and, and, and things like this, like just even the contrast of people's experiences in Europe and talking to people in Europe and Australia versus, you know, kind of North America where, where we are is, is really interesting. But I think what, you know, what my guys have said is like, this is, um, this is like right on track, like right Mm -hmm. on target, you know, everything that's happening is right on, you know, right on plan. Obviously there is some, in terms of the kind of the, the shift in consciousness, the the shift in perception and the direction that the planet kind of needed to be moved in, um, like right on track, right on target. I think there's a lot of, um, kind of, you know, darker kind of hidden agendas that, that have, that are playing out, which is just really interesting. Like there's so many different, I think there's the thing that I want to say about this, this year and what's kind of happening on the planet right now is there's so, it's so multi-layered, like it's, it's, it's so multi-layered, mm-hmm. even just getting to kind of like objectively observe it is like, wow, how could there be so many different, um, kind of timeline, you know, timelines playing out at once. It's, it's wild. It's wild. It's mind boggling. It's mm-hmm. kind of almost hurts my brain sometimes, but I think that the, the most empowering information that, that I've received is like, this is, 
you know, moving our planet in the direction that it needs to move in. And, um, and, you know, I, I really believe I, I'd like to take kind of an optimistic, um, perspective on it and, and what's happening and where we're going because you know my guides are kind of like petting me like it's like it's okay like everything's yeah. gonna be fine you know there's they're, they're very um reassuring and comforting like we are going to move this planet in the direction that it needs to move in and and mm-hmm. you know um sort of thing but I think it's just like I know you've talked about this like it's the great you know it's the great awakening and I'm here for it like I I love it personally I think it's fantastic <laughs> yeah yeah I think it's, it's definitely hard to explain to people, um, when they ask, cause I'm like, how, how do I answer that? When there are so many different timelines that, that could play out, there are so many layers Like you're saying, there's like the energetic spiritual level and there's the like 3d level. Yeah. Um, and it's really, it, people are really want to put it into their three-dimensional linear, you know, mindset to make sense of it. That's just not how, how it is. And I have found that, you know, the more I'm up there, it's like harder for me to articulate down here, what people need to understand. Cause I'm like, no, you don't even, yeah. get that. that's not how I seem. I don't even see time like that, you yeah. know, yeah. but you know, what's also been interesting for me is like, I'm like, yeah, I get that up there, but talking to like, uh, different loved ones that have passed in the last year has actually been super interesting for me. Like yeah. their different perspectives, right? Just yes. to hear their attitudes yeah, is yeah. actually very interesting. And yeah. so that's why I think the mediumship perspective is, is kind of cool. Like, yeah, they all have their different like thing, Yeah, but I kind of feel like the higher, like spirit guides are kind of all saying the same thing for most people, but it's very interesting for me to hear perspectives of uh, people who have recently passed. Yeah. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like my own ancestors, uh, you know, they're, they're kind of, um, they're just like, yep. You know, like they're just sort of like, yep, this is what's happening. And, you know, we hope you're okay. And sort of things like that. But I think, um, what's interesting actually is that I think there's been a big wave of, I've noticed this just, you know, in this work of, there's a huge wave of a lot of, it was really prominent in sort of like September, October of a huge wave of a lot of souls, a lot of people leaving the planet at once in masses, like, Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, it was like every other day it was like this person passed away and this person passed away. And I really believe, you know, just kind of in in early communications with that with the the information that I received was like we had to transition out so that we could you know, we kind of weren't able to um serve the planet anymore and we needed to sort of like make room for mm-hmm. um for people who could or they could they could serve the planet in a certain way or things like that. It was very um, it was like very noble, like almost like they stepped back so that they could let either new souls in. So like new children, there's a lot of, I've noticed there's a lot of children coming onto the planet this year. Like a lot of people bringing, um, getting pregnant or conceiving or things like mm-hmm. that. There's a lot of that happening. Um, but, but also I feel like these kind of souls moving out are making room for, um, not only the new souls, but for people who are really able to, move the planet forward in the way that it needs to move. Um, they're, you know, kind of making energetic space as well, which is something that I thought was really interesting. Like they were kind of almost um, stepping back so that mm-hmm. other people could step forward. Oh yeah, totally. And it's just like, as the vibration changes, certain energies need to leave, right? Like yeah. what's not going to resonate anymore. And then also if you can't do your, your soul can't do its job anymore here, like there's nothing left to be done. It's time to to go on. And I mean, I've talked about my perspective on this before. 
on the show, but for people who are new to you, I mean, well, you talk to a lot of dead people. Do you believe in heaven and hell? (laughs) (laughs) Um, that's a great question. (laughs) You know, (laughs) that's like, that's a big one. I I love it. I know. I love it. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I I think that there is kind of like the way that I've experienced it. And, and I'm, again, I'm getting most of my experiences sort of, um, in kind of the realm where our our loved ones reside and higher and I don't necessarily navigate other kind of perspectives but I do think that um now you know I I don't think it's so black and white and I think that I think it's like that's one thing that we that's one thing we like to do as human beings black white you know Mm -hmm. red black this side that side you know this narrative that narrative and really you know kind of very separate in that way I don't think it's that simple the way that I've gotten it is just, it's more, it's more, it is the same kind of thing. It's more complex. Like there's different kind of layers to the afterlife experience. And, um, you know, we definitely, if there are people who kind of aren't doing such wonderful things on the planet, then there is kind of a karmic, um, repayment program that needs to be in place, but I don't necessarily think it's as black and white as like heaven hell this way, that way. Um, but, but it, it's a good question. What's your perspective? I'm curious to hear your perspective. Yeah. I mean, I don't see it as like heaven or hell. I think, I think everything's vibration to me. Right. So it's like, if you're in higher dimension and like our souls, we are multidimensional beings. Right. I think there are so many realities going on. Like wh- where does your soul need to learn the lesson next? Um, I think that there's what we perceive as hell. I I think a lot of the heaven and hell language has come from a place of scaring people into doing what people wanted (laughs) to be honest, right? Fear is the, is the most powerful way to control people. But, you know, I will go into what I perceive to be the underworld with Mm -hmm. Hades. Like this is all just energy, right? It weighs, I perceive this to me. That is not, there is a level of like, it doesn't actually feel like a scary place. It feels like a, like lost. Like, I don't know where to go. I'm it's like lost soul. Mm -hmm. More energy is more of how I perceive it. And I think what people are really, if you're really tuning in, it it is like a higher, a higher, lower vibration, right? It's like, what is a scary demon? It's it's a very dense, low vibrational being. And we label it as a demon. So do I believe demons exist? I'll say no, because I don't want to call it that. I'll be like, this is a very dense, low vibrational energy. I don't like. So that's kind of how I see it. That makes yeah, sense. absolutely. makes sense. Yeah. And I think it's like, um, it, it, it's almost kind of like, I actually had someone um, that I was talking to a couple of weeks ago and she uh, is a, as a, as a medium as well. And she basically was saying like, she spent, you know, a certain period of her life, like uh, ghost hunting. Like she was like a paranormal investigator, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was kind of cool. Like she actually worked for one of those like ghost shows, um, <laughs> That's cool. which is awesome. Like she would yeah. run the equipment and wait for the thing to come up and stuff like that. And basically she said like, there was nothing that, um, this is obviously more of kind of like an earthbound spirit co- correlation here, but basically she said there was nothing that came up in the, in the investigations that couldn't be, they had a medium there on site that couldn't be explained explained by the medium. Oh, well, mm-hmm. this is actually like a lost, um, you know, uh, energy here that just, mm-hmm. you know, that is just kind of like wandering around. Like it was all very explainable, or this is like a loved one of somebody who's connected to the home or whatever the case may mm-hmm. be. So I think, um, it's just sort of like how we look at it. And exactly like, I like how you said that, like not labeling things necessarily as like, Oh, this is like a demon or this is a, this, or this is a, that and it's sort of like mm-hmm. exploring the vibration or the energy behind that. I think that's a great way to put it. 
Yeah, I think, and it goes back to the the many layers of it all, right? It's like, where do we go next? Well, I'm like, I mean, they're not really past lives, right? Because time is a construct in this in this dimension. So it's like, it's all happening. There's, yeah. there's so many layers where yeah. then it gets to a place where it's hard to articulate until you like feel that, right? Yeah. The different realities and yeah. timelines happening. Yeah. It, so yeah. That's how you, I experience it. You do a really good job of that though. Like you do a really good job. I, I actually like struggle sometimes to kind of like encapsulate mm-hmm. um, things and like put them into words that are easy to be understood. You do an amazing job of that. I I, oh, I, that's, I really admire that about you. No, seriously. You. Yeah. I appreciate that. I feel like you do that really well. I, it's, <laughs> it's, it's hard. It is yeah. hard, right? Because you it go is. and you experience these things and then someone, somebody will ask me and I'm like, uh, I don't know. I was just up there yes. like this. <laughs> totally. I don't know. It was like this. And then I, uh, uh, is it making sense? And the person's looking at you like, what are you talking about? But that's, but that's what I really think you, you know, I can, I, I feel how you encapsulate things is, is very good. I, I learned something from you every time, every time you use feet, like truly, I'm oh, like, oh, I that's what that is. That. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, I think it's good that a lot of us are explaining it in our own ways because, yeah. you know, people are going to experience it differently. And like, you just hear that one thing that resonates and it clicks you go, yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about it that way before. Yeah. So I think it's really good for people to explain it. Even going back to how, you know, everybody is intuitive. Everybody's yeah. psychic. They just don't realize that they are. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think it's good. We do explain it. And yeah. I actually, I wanted to talk to you a little bit um, as we, as we wrap up, but I don't want to let you go without talking about spirit babies. Yes. Uh, I love, I'm really interested in this and I don't, I don't like focus on this. It's more of like when it comes up and actually it's funny. My sister's pregnant and she's saying, um, the baby never moves. Everybody else is, be- and I'll like, I was like, I'll get it to move. And so I, amazing. I, I like tuned into it. I lo- I don't get the opportunity that much. Right. So I like tuned into it and she was talking to me and she was telling me things about what she wanted to eat. And, wow. and I was like, tell- I'm like, can you move a little bit? And my sister is like, she's shook. She's like, this baby's moving all day now. And I'm like, I told you I'll get it to move. It's amazing. Um, so that's like actual baby, but I want to hear more about like spirit baby. Tell mm-hmm. us more. If people haven't even heard about that, yes. what does that even mean? Who are you yeah. talking to? Yes. That's a, yeah, it's a great question. I love this. I love this topic. So just a little context, a little background on how this started. Um, I, there was a time a couple of years ago in my readings where I, I was working with a lot of people back to back to back. It was like this cluster of, of people, a cluster of women in this, in this situation, um, who were trying to conceive. They were trying to, to, to conceive. They were trying to get pregnant and, um, they were having unexplained infertility. Um, they were having, you know, that they had like PCOS all of a sudden they had, they had longstanding endometriosis and they were having a really hard time conceiving. So, you know, there were some people that I was working with who had kind of either unexplained infertility issues or, or they had explained reasons why they were having a hard time getting pregnant. And, and, and so I wasn't, I was totally had no idea even like what a spirit baby was, but I would start to have the souls of these children start to come forward in these sessions. And at first I thought they were like, the first time it happened, I said to the woman, like, do you, like, did, did you lose a daughter? Like, did, did you, I guess I thought it was medium, mediumistic. I thought it was like, actually she had the, the, the soul of this, this child was, was um, living at one point and then had passed. And she was like, no. Um, and then I was like, wait, 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 hold on. No, no, sorry. Actually, this soul is, is here telling me that they're waiting to come in for you, that they're actually waiting to come into your family. 
And, you know, then that was when I found out that, oh, yeah, actually, she had been trying to conceive for two years with no success and had multiple miscarriages and all these things. So it kind of came in in that way where I started to realize, oh, my gosh, of course, we can communicate with the soul of a child before it's before it's incarnating. Like, why wouldn't we be able to? That's like, you know, that's like, of course we can. So, so I, ever since that first session, it started happening all the time. I would be like, I would have all these people coming all of a sudden they would come in these clusters. They were trying to get pregnant. I didn't know it. Oh, we have a child here. Yes. We're trying to get pregnant. Okay. It's, you know, he's showing me his gender is male. Um, this is why he hasn't been able to incarnate yet. This is what he needs you to know before he incarnates. This is his, his purpose. This is what he's coming here to do. Um, this is what communication issue he needs you to clear up between you and your partner before he gets here and give all this information of not only um I guess sort of like what they needed to physically incarnate you know or they would tell like sometimes I would have I would have the, the spirit babies tell that if the if the parent if the woman was like doing IVF they would like stop doing IVF it's not good I'm, that's not how I'm going to be conceived like don't waste you like don't do that anymore and then they would go back to conceiving naturally and you know conceive naturally on the first or second try or you know they would be like you actually have undiagnosed endometriosis like get that checked and then they would go into the doctor oh yeah you do have endometriosis this is kind of the route that we need to take to to sort of reconcile that so it actually started very physically where I was kind of helping these souls come into the, the the lives of these people when they were having kind of physical blocks or barriers that weren't allowing them to do that. And basically that kind of spirit baby connection and that information that was available from them made it possible for them to have the information that they needed to know to conceive and, and, you know, or kind of like make, some of it was emotional. So the spirit baby would be like, I can't connect to your heart. Your heart is closed and I'm not going to come until your heart, you open your heart. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and the, you know, the person, you could like the person was like, you know, even the way they were sitting, they were hunched over, they had their arms crossed, right. It was like their, their heart was closed. I can't connect to you. Um, how are you going to be my mom if I can't even connect to your heart sort of thing? Um, so there was a various range of like, these children basically were like, um, you know, either emotionally, this is a reason I can't connect spiritually. This is what's preventing me from, from, incarnating or physically this is what's preventing me and so i would kind of start being like the mediator of like you need to change this you need to do this do this protocol talk you know talk to the energy talk to the energy of your child in this way and then these women start getting pregnant like clockwork and i was like that is first of all i was just nerding out about it i thought it was the coolest thing and i joked for a while like i can help people get pregnant haha um you know like it was just so it was so it was so cool to me and it was so special because these were women who were you know were like defeated they were like i'm never going to have a biological child i've just given up on the idea and then we work with the energy of this child and they're pregnant you know a couple months later sort of thing so it was really special to me and i think we also kind of have a I think this this work is going to be more important um, on the planet, like conscious conception and connecting with the energy of a child before mm -hmm. we before we conceive. I think is so so important. I think we're really going to move in that direction um, where it's like it's totally necessary. It's compulsory, mm -hmm. you know, because these souls want to make sure that we're committed, like that we're going to hold the space for their mission, that we're going to support them. Because one thing I know is, especially these children, like incarnating in 2020, I've been talking to some of them. Like, wow, they're like, they're not messing around. They're like, yeah. this, this thing, like, we got to come down here and like fix this planet up. Like this thing is, is whack kind of thing. And so they're like, they got to make sure that these parents can, that they're choosing the family that's able to 
hold that energy for them. It's very intentional. And I've actually had souls where they like choose a family and then maybe it's, it's sort of like, oh, actually, you know, this family can't hold my energy in the best way possible. And they'll kind of move on and they'll find another, like, it's very cool. It's very interesting. So there's so much, there's so much to it. And, and to be honest with you, I'm still just like, it's almost like a realm that I'm still exploring and I'm still discovering. And I learn something new every time mm-hmm. I make this kind of connection. And I just think it's so incredible um, how, and the other neat thing that's really cool is a couple of these children, these, these children, these spirit babies that I've communicated with in spirit. And then they come and, you know, like, then they grow up. I've actually you know, been doing this long enough where I get to see these children grow up. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's exactly how their personality was cool. in spirit. It's, it's mm-hmm. awesome. So yeah, it's crazy. So cool. Okay. I have quite a few questions. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's funny you say when you're saying at first you thought it was, you know, a past one, because like I said, it only, it only comes through for me, like in certain times, it's not something that comes through too often, but when it does, it is very similar frequency. It is like, now that you're saying that, cause we've talked about this before, like, yeah. you know, different frequency for different people we're talking to, yes. but it is very similar to the, cause they're so close, right? Yeah. They're like, they're so close to us. Yeah. Do they tell you their, their names? Sometimes. Yes. Sometimes. Yes. I've had a couple where they're like, you need to name me this, or they'll give me the first letter. They're like, work mm. within this first letter. This first letter is important. Um, sometimes people will, will have like a list of names. This is mm-hmm. funny. I had this one, this one time, this mom was like, okay, here are my names. You ready? I'm like, yeah. She's like, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, no, 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 no. They hate them all. Try again. Mm-hmm. Um, and she went back and like, yeah, they're very, especially now, I think the name, you know, the name holds a vibration for, um, you know, for our our life and, and our purpose. And I think the name is so important. And these children are very, very bossy about what they want to be called. Yeah, totally. Do you that could that? really, th- yeah, you, that could really throw off, uh, your plans as a parent. I told my sister today, cause she was telling me a name and yeah. she, she was like, no, that's not, there's no way. I'm like, well, that's what your baby's telling me. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know, Sorry. but yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Well, okay. So with that, this might be, uh, okay. Well, first I do just want to touch on to your point because yeah. I don't think people are actually internalizing this as deeply as I want them to, when you're yeah. saying like, this is the future of like conscious conception. Like when I, I did a podcast about like the new age of energy healing and yes, I was, I loved subtly, it. Thank you. I was trying to subtly be like, guys, like literally energy healing is going to be medicine. Like without like straight up, like this is how the world is going to be. It's all going to be this stuff. And I don't think people are really internalizing that. I think they think it's like, oh, it's going to be a bigger part. No, no, no. Like shit's not working anymore. This works. (laughs) Yeah. It's the whole thing. Yeah. 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 Totally. Absolutely. Like, and that's the thing, right? Like people, okay, I'm going in for these like fertility treatments and this and that. And it's like, I, you know, sometimes I'm like, honestly, it's, it's better if you save your, your time, like save your time, save your, Mm -hmm. save your money, you know, like save your, save your energy because we can work with this energetically. We can work with this energy. We can work with, Mm -hmm. with this from, you know, from this perspective. And it's, it's, it's like easy. It's simple. Yeah. Yeah. What's, what's the most surprising thing that a spirit baby has told you about why they're not ready to come in yet? Oh, um, man. Yeah. That's a good question. 
I mean, I think there's tough ones where there's been a couple of spirit babies where like, you're not with the right partner. So that was How awkward. do you say that? Yeah. Very tough. Very, very, very hard to navigate. I navigate that very carefully. Yeah. Um, basically, you know, I'll just kind of explain um, this. This soul is sort of having a hard time connecting to the energy of your partner. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't feel connected to them. Um, and you know, and that's something that it's just good to have awareness around. Obviously I'm not going to make a decision for you. It's just information that's good for you to know. You mm-hmm. weigh that against like, are you already feeling this? Right. Mm-hmm. Cause some people are like, yeah, I already kind of knew that. Right. Like I knew that maybe this was sort of not this relationship wasn't moving in the right direction. And perhaps that's why I'm not able to conceive. Um, so that's one of them. Um, I think also, yeah, there's, I mean, there's, there's will, a lot. Yeah. yeah. I will also add to that because I know we understand this, but yeah. I think what people need to be remind, reminded of often is, you know, things can always change, right? Because yes. sometimes if you just, you bring that up of like, they're not fully connected, that person could go really work on the relationship. The, yep. the energy changes and then the baby feels comfortable. It doesn't always mean it's never going to work. Absolutely. So absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. It doesn't mean you have to like ditch your, you know, your partner like tomorrow, but that's why they're bringing it up usually is, is they're hoping to bring consciousness to it. They're hoping to bring our awareness to it. So we can kind of go, Oh, right. Okay. I do want to work on this dynamic in my relationship, or I do want to have better communication with my partner or, you know, or I do want to bring more consciousness to the conception process with my partner and things like that. Absolutely. You it can absolutely yeah. change. It's not so black and white like that. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, just in general with seeing any psychics, yeah. uh, people, I think people, you know, they take everything so literally too yeah. sometimes and future can always change. Timelines can, can shift. Energy can shift. People can interpret things in different ways. So oh, there's yeah. just, there's yeah. just all of that. Yeah. Um, okay. So I have one more question related to this and whatever <laughs> so you might, you won't think it's weird. Okay. Yeah. Have you talked to any more like hybrid. Uh, yes. <laughs> I knew you were going with this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was like, yes, I have, um, only a, only a handful of times, but the handful of times that it has happened has been this year. Mm, um, of course. Yeah. So basically these kind of, you know, these children coming onto the planet, especially this year, it's like the, the human strictly kind of human DNA is no longer, working. Um, it's no longer the most effective kind of expression. And so the, yeah, they're blending with exactly with hybrid, um, hybrid kind of energies, hybrid, hybrid DNA even, Mm -hmm. um, to, to come onto this planet. Yeah. So these, like, that's why every child that I see that that's birth this year, I'm just like, oh yeah, they're, you know, an alien. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I'm like, Hey, welcome. You know? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's very interesting to see the shift. And it was almost kind of like, I knew Notice the shift, um, like the first kind of couple of weeks of January, even just doing readings around that time period and like, whoa, what's different? Like, I actually kind of, I was like a little bit shocked by it. Like, mm-hmm. oh, wow. The way that these children are communicating is totally different. Um, they're bringing totally new information to the table. Just their frequency just felt very different, very wise. They didn't want to be like related to as like children. They were like, I'm not a child. I'm not a baby. Like, don't talk to me like that. Um, kind of thing, like, you know, don't, I'm yeah. not, that's like be above me kind of thing. Like they're very, um, 
and very direct, like their communication is a lot more direct. I find they're just very direct, very kind of like neutral, um, very, very kind of like very straight to the point. So yeah, Mm. it's, there's definitely some non-human, um, uh, souls like coming onto the planet right now, which is great. We need them like Mm -hmm. bring them on. Yeah. Very straight to the point. It's so funny because it wasn't until this year that I realized that's why I'm so straight to the point Yeah, because the information that comes in my head is just like that. And so I just repeat it. Yeah. But with, with the, with the hybrids. So I'm just, I'm just going to say this. I have, I've, and this isn't a for sure thing, but I've definitely gotten a lot around. I feel that there, there's a high possibility that there will be, mm, a group of adults that mm-hmm. adults that transition in the way they they physically look yeah to make space for hybrids that look more alieny mm-hmm. alieny yeah. to come through and that yeah. there's going to be like this transition for them cuz they can't just all come in straight like that mhm yes totally it's gradual yeah mm-hmm. i i it's i hear exactly what you're saying yeah it's gradual but it definitely it definitely initiated this year it's pretty wild <laughs> yeah it's so it's so interesting yeah uh yeah see i need you'd get yep. it <laughs> i love it i was like i know where you're going with this question i love it <laughs> oh my god well okay this has been amazing i yeah. appreciate your time so much we we you'll have to come back sometime oh my gosh we could just talk about i feel like i could talk about we could t- go in so many different directions like we really just scratched the surface but it was so go, fun chatting with you real deep i know yeah. well thank you so much and i know people are gonna want to connect with you you guys emily's real deal i've had a reading with her and she is a real deal so make sure you check her out let yeah. let them know where they can connect further with you yeah. So by the way, thank you. I appreciate it. It was so, I had so much fun reading for you. I still think about it. Like we had so much fun. Um, and it's just so cool. Like it's, it's always fun getting to read and connect with, uh, with other psychics, like mm-hmm. so fun. It's my favorite kind of person to Me read too. for. It's so easy. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so I hang out on Instagram at Emily, the medium. That's kind of where I spend a lot of my time. Um, and then you can also find me, everything's pretty much the same. You can find me, Emily, the medium, Emily, the medium, the podcast. I've got Emily, the medium, um, my website, and you can find out more information about my work over there, but, um, yeah, pretty much everything's consistent at Emily, the medium all across <laughs> the board. All right. Well, yeah. we'll put, put that in the show notes. I'm going to ask you before you go. Yeah. I'm curious. When you had the reading with me, yeah, were you ever, what, was there anything you were surprised about or that you think people, you wouldn't get from just like my podcast listening to me? I'm, I'm an open book. So yeah, I know. I feel like uh, this is, this is a really good question. You're so, you, um, like you have such a beautiful, dedicated community and like you give so much to your community. I would say like what the information that you're sharing, which is so much, like you share so much, so much information. And and like I said, you articulate it so well. What I would say to your community is like you, Christina has like, that's like, you're getting 10%. Like she has so much information available to her. She has so much, um, so much wisdom that runs so deep and is so vast and is so incredible that it's like, I was like, I don't even know how to process all of this you know, like it was almost like, it was like, wow, I don't even know how to put this into words really. So it's just so neat. Like, and and that's what I mean. Like you're, you're only sharing like the fact that I would say you're only sharing 10% of what, of what is available to you is wild because yeah. Well, I think it goes back to all of the rest, how to explain to people. And also, yeah. And I've talked about this, like with all of the, we'll say blocking going on, 
I mean, everything would just get hidden, yep. you know, too. And so uh, there's the whole, that whole dynamic yeah. and how yeah. much are people ready for, mm. right? Yeah. Which links yeah. into some of what we talked about, but yeah. Yeah. I think it's cool too. Cause when you, when you speak, what I notice, I, you know, I love your podcast and I listen to it regularly. And what I notice is like, as I'm kind of listening, I'm hearing what you're saying. Um, <laughs> but you're like sending these like telepathic, subtle yeah. psychic messages underneath it. I'm like, Oh, I picked up on what she said there. Ooh, that was cool that she hinted at that. I'm like, is anybody else like hearing this? You know? Um, it's so cool, but, but it's, it's so neat. So yeah, I mean, it was, it was so much fun to read for you. I enjoyed it so much. Thank you. Well, I'm glad you said that because I always want, I said all kinds of like subliminal things in my everything I do. And yeah. I don't think people even get it. So I'm yeah. glad you appreciate it. Oh yeah. I'm all you over it. I'm like, this is like two different conversations. Like there's yeah. what she's saying and there's what she's saying. It's so mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. Read between the lines. Welcome yep. to, you know, psychic friends. That's how it is. I love it. I love, I love it. it. All right. Well, I appreciate you so, yeah. so much. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Christina. This was so much fun. Can't wait to talk to you again soon. How amazing is Emily? I love that woman so much. She is incredible. Don't forget to connect with her. You can find her on her website, emilythemedium.com. And on Instagram, her handle is at emilythemedium. And if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you take a screenshot and tag me and tag Emily. Share it to your stories. We would so appreciate that. It helps other people find the podcast. And unfortunately, a lot of these kinds of topics seem to be blocked. So all of the organic sharing means the world. Don't forget, you can get access to my private Instagram account. It's called The Channel Crew on Instagram. If you take a screenshot of your iTunes rating and review and DM it to that account, Channel Crew, and request to follow. If I get both of those, you'll get access to the page. And you can connect with other podcast listeners in our free Facebook group. It's called The Channel Crew. Same thing. Just search for that and you'll find it right there. Thanks again so much for tuning in to this episode. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. I will talk with you again next time.